Join us for the Urban Hike on Sunday, April 23rd at 1 p.m. at the Fair Meadows Swim Club in the South Park area. We'll take a 7.7-mile guided journey and see parts of Charlotte that you've never seen. Sponsored by our friends over at Jesse Browns and jessebrowns.com, all you need is a water bottle and comfy shoes, and you can get both with discount code HIKE25 at jessebrowns.com to save $25 on your $100 Jesse Browns purchase. We're saddling up this pony called the Carolina Outdoors for a nice ride along the way. Bill Barty, your host. We talk about all the outdoor things that are going on in the Carolinas and beyond the borders of the Carolinas, but we also talk to people that are making news and influencing the outdoors and influencing us that enjoy the outdoors. Oftentimes here on the Carolina Outdoors, the adventures that we talk about are adventures that we have chosen ourselves, but sometimes we do not get to choose the adventure. It is chosen for us, the circumstance, if you will, and almost everyone on the planet over the age of 30 remembers where they were on September 11, 2001. That was the day that that horrific terror attack took the lives of over 3,000 people at the World Trade Center as well as in Pennsylvania and Washington, D.C. Our next guest remembers, Russ Van Buren's going to join us. He was a witness to the attack at the World Trade Center, and he had an up-front seat to the collapse of the towers. Russ, welcome to the Carolina Outdoors. Thank you, Bill. Thank you very much. It's great to have you. Of course, you're going to be on hand with us April 27th, Storytellers Night at Jesse Brown's Come Here, A Neighbor's Adventure. And as I said in that open, Russ, sometimes we don't get to choose our adventures. This one definitely wasn't chosen for you, and it's been with you for the past 22 years. But tell our listeners here, um, what put you in New York City on that, what started out as a beautiful September day that ended up in turning into a nightmare. And, and Bill, you really, you said it very succinctly. Uh, It was a beautiful day. And I'll tell a little bit more about why I was there, but it was also going to be a great business day. And, and we, we walked that morning from Midtown uh, down 8th Avenue, had a little breakfast, took a cab, and we're leisurely because it was just so beautiful. Um, of course, what you don't think about is exactly what you're saying. We don't always get to pick, you know, our events. But, you know, any moment, at any time in our lives, there's a possibility that there will be an event that will be life-changing. And, and this was was for me. I, w- I was working those days for GE Lighting, um, living in Charlotte, North Carolina, Went to Wake Forest University and married a Carolina girl, and so stayed. And um, I was actually commuting to New York in those days. And I was the uh, property management market segment manager for GE Lighting at the time. And we were uh, working on large commercial properties, and we were doing business with a family in Manhattan called the Silversteins. And they had just bought the lease rights to the World Trade Center. And... um, so we were there to, we were doing business with the Silversteins already. So we were there and we had salespeople and marketing people and uh, distribution folks. And then, of course, the property managers themselves. It was to be a big day where we introduce everybody. 
Um, I would say that the one thing that was uh, succinct about that moment, you ask yourself why. You ask yourself a lot of why questions after after a traumatic event. And we had a young salesman, a guy named Patrick Ronan, who's still alive today and is battling cancer, uh, that was with me. And so I decided to go to the distribution office instead of uh, the South Tower, which where the other folks we were all working with went to South Tower. And we were actually there when the first plane hit. And and so that's that's what we were doing there at the time. Well, of course, we know how that story goes. Uh, one plane hits, a second plane hits, and then uh, the collapse of those towers and powerless, helpless, hopeless. Those are the emotions that we all felt that day. But but Russ, you even more so. Take us beyond that day. Um, uh, uh, how you handle that, I, I guess, uh, uh, emotional scarring. I, I'm no psychologist and, and can't speak on PTSD that much, except that it is a thing. Uh, repressed memories. Take us beyond September 11th um, after you got out of or tell us how did you get out of there and then what happened afterwards? Um, and and the, that just very well said, Bill, and, and uh, I appreciate that. And um to tell you, where, I'll tell you exactly where we were when we were having a meeting about a block away. Somebody came in and said there was a fire at the World Trade Center. And we all sat back down and continued to meet. And then they came in and said it was an airplane. So we, we were, um, we were uh, on the opposite side of the North Tower on the other side of the South Tower. And the first tower to get hit was the North Tower. And so we were trying to call teammates, and we were on, obviously cell phones weren't working. So me and Patrick, we actually walked down uh, to outside the South Tower, and of course the it was completely chaotic on the streets, and the um, you know the firemen and the policemen were trying to get us to leave as they were trying to get everybody to evacuate. Um, of course, we were skirting the building to because we were like I said, we we're trying to contact teammates. When, when the plane came over our heads and actually hit the South Tower. Mm-hmm. And if you ever have a moment in your life that just, um, just everything changes, it's like that moment. And, and it just, I just couldn't believe what I was seeing or was feeling. And it was not long after that the, the building came down and we were very close and, and we got caught up in the rubble. Um, but we were in a safe spot and, um, uh, there was obviously lots of noise and vibration, more than you can possibly imagine. Yeah, I mean, there, there's nothing in me that I could possibly describe the emotion that I was feeling through all that. And and then the, the firemen really kind of, were, you know, went from a lot of noise and confusion and a lot of vibration to dead silence. And very quickly, the firemen uh, were there and had moved us to walk up the West Side Highway. And we actually walked back to our, our hotel from there. Um, I'll never look at a first responder the same again. And I can't help but stopping them on the street or a grocery store or wherever I see them and just tell them how much I appreciate that they're there. Well, and that's well said. And if you're just joining us here on the Carolina Outdoors, we're talking Storytellers Night at Jesse Brown's Rise from Collapse. Russ Van Buren, who is our guest here on the Carolina Outdoors, is previewing his story and uh, Russ you're a reader you love music but you're a people watcher 
an observer of humans uh, is uh, the way it's described. What did you see in humanity that day? And then we're going to talk about the healing after that day. There, there's there's just so many amazing stories to 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 tell, and um, I would I would say that what I observed with people and and how how it changed is there were people that were virtually lost mm-hmm. didn't know what to do and they would come up to you on the street and ask what should i do and it would be a simple conversation of like um, well you should go home and they're like well there's no cabs there's no nothing running and um, and then they say well where do you live i live in chinatown how far is that two miles why don't you walk I should walk home and then say, yep, that's what you need to walk home. And they would shake your hand and thank you. That happened over and over, Bill. And, and, and it got a weird thought in my head that, you know, I don't really know what I'm doing right now. Right. But I carry a to-do list. And I pulled a to, to-do list out of my pocket and looked at it, and there was nothing important on it. Not one thing. Running my day every day, day after day, I buy this list. And there's nothing important on that list. That, that was a a big aha. And like I said, there was many, many life lessons, the kindness um, that was going on, the people helping each other, um, strangers on the street, hugging you, you know, um, and, and maybe metaphorically, we're all gray. There's no black, there's no white. We're all gray. We've all been through the same experience. We're all exactly the same. We'll see another people that I, another thing that I observed with folks that day. So, Russ, we're going to leave that September day now and fast forward. And, of course, you were there. You saw this. You lived this. You repressed a lot of it and uh, held it in. Take us ahead five years, ten years, and um, uh, how you healed from it, who helped you heal, and some of the challenges that you had along the way as you were seeking that uh, solace in healing. Yeah. Uh, that that's just a really terrific question, and uh, it was very clear early on. I said I was fine when I was not fine, and there was signs of that. Um, but you know, I, I joked with friends and family. The only kind of therapy I ever did was tequila therapy. Um, but the bottom line is, is you go through a trauma and there's all kinds of traumas, you know, all kinds of child abuse, um, men coming back from war, being in a car wreck, uh, domestic abuse. It's just, it's just endless of the traumas that we have. Right. And, and then it happens and the trauma reveals its impact and that leads you to have to deal with it. And healing can be positive or it can be negative. And, it's a tremendous amount of energy in you. And so I, I probably did a little bit of all of that, you know, negative and positive, mm-hmm. but then through healing, what I would say is that it leads to life lessons, uh, seven significant life lessons for me on the day of nine 11, but I didn't know any of them until years later, but I'll give you an example uh, of life. And, um, it was a, roughly 10 years later, and I was virtually talking to nobody about the experience. And I was getting the 
oil tanks in my car at the dealership. And on the television in the little room where everybody's sitting waiting for their cars, a cancer fund for first responders came on and for 9-11 first responders. And I turned to the woman next to me and I said, I was there when that happened. And she kind of nodded politely and she raised her paper a little bit, right? Like, I don't want to hear this. And then uncontrollably, I started telling her about the day. And she was visibly uncomfortable. Mm. Her husband shoot me dirty looks like, stop. My inner voice was, you know, saying to myself, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> well, you, you don't talk to anybody for 10 years, and now you're going to pour your heart out to this poor woman. Yes. And I was trying to stop myself. And they eventually said, Mr. Van Buren, your car's ready. And I was like, oh, thank God. And I jumped up, and I'm, I'm practically running down the hall. And I hear this voice behind me, dude, dude. And I turn around, comes a very large black guy young he runs down grabs me and hugs me he sets me down he's got tears in his eyes and he says to me you have no idea what's going on in my life today and you have no idea how badly i needed to hear that what you had to say and he, he said i remember that day and after that happened we were all on the same team this entire country we were all on the same team and he said we're not right now and he hugged me again. He said, love you, bless you. Wow. And I, I got in my car and I, I tried trying to, you know, synthesize process, <laughs> asking myself, what, what just happened? And what happened, what was clear revealed to me, and, you know, there's a life force and you might call it the universe. You might call it evolution. You might call it the Tao. You might call it the Holy Spirit. There is something that moves through us that was very clear for me to see and is was moving through me. Now, I thought I was in charge of all this. I thought I was talking to this woman next to me. I never even looked at the gentleman across the room. And that gentleman needed to hear a message. And so that life force moved through me and spoke to him. And it was very eye-opening, and it was it, it's part of what led me no, it is uncomfortable as this is for me. It is cathartic. I need to share the story. Um, and I will tell you, thank you for letting me tell it right now, Bill, because it's a reminder of how far I've come. Well, and that gives me an opportunity to jump in and remind people how Storytellers Night uh, began. And if you're just joining us again, our guest here on the Carolina Outdoors is Russ Van Buren. He's going to be on hand at Jesse Brown's on Thursday, April 27th, to tell his story, Rise from Collapse, having to do with not only September 11th, 2001, but Russ's life since then. And Russ is not a performer. He is a friend, a client, a citizen of Charlotte, and that's how this all came about. Jesse Browns has been outfitting people for adventures and celebrating their stories for the past 53 years, but for the past 10 years, we've been utilizing the storyteller stage at Jesse Brown's where we can hear our neighbors talk about their life-changing events, adventures, and the change that, that, that has happened through that. 
Uh, it's one of our favorite times to get together with the community within the walls of this Charlotte outdoor store. So with that being said, the way the storytellers uh, happen is they are nominated. Uh, their name goes up on a board. And uh, Russ, I'll let you jump in here because your name has been on our board waiting for the right time to contact you um, and invite you, ask you, really, uh, and it happens out of the blue, if you will agree to stand up and tell your 20-minute or so story to the audience. And, Russ, uh, you were thinking about other things on a Friday, and then you got a call on a Saturday. So, and I appreciate you setting it up like that, Bill, and, and that was really a story for you. But it's also a lesson on just really how this all works. Um, I have a publisher because I publish fiction, and she is very smart. <laughs> she um, put her hands on my latest fiction work that I'm trying to publish, and she said, I'm not saying no to this, but you know, I'm hearing nonfiction every time I talk to you. She said there, it would be valuable for people who've had a trauma that did not go to therapy um, to have hear your story um i literally thought that was the most ridiculous thing i'd ever heard um i talked to a friend of mine who is a therapist and she said no i think it'd be valuable and a nonfiction book goes along with speaking and i had thought about this years ago and just said no and walked away from it so um i went and talked to the the folks that can help you be more professional about this and uh anyways i went home and uh, on a Friday and said a little prayer. I said, you know, guy, you gotta, you gotta give me a little direction here. You got, I need, I need to know, and if this is a direction I should go. And Bill, I hadn't heard from you in three years. And that next morning, I got a phone call from you. Um, and I joked with you. It's like the old joke of, you know, a man sitting on the roof while the, it's flooding, and he prays to God for somebody to come help him, and. A boat comes along, and he says, no, no, God's going to save me. And then a helicopter comes along, and he says, no, 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 God's going to save me. And then he drowns, and he goes to heaven. And he's like, God, I prayed to you. Why didn't you save me? And God's like, oh, you know, I sent you a boat and a helicopter. I don't know what else you need. Um, so <laughs> that was that kind of moment for me, Bill. And I, that, that call very directly was, okay, and this is uncomfortable for me. And right. there's a lot of reasons, and it's, I have a lot of silent respect for the, for the day and for the dead and mm-hmm. for those that survived you know, and so it there's many many stories and many people who suffered a whole lot more than i have and so it, it's it, that that has been a barrier for me to to talk about this openly i don't want to trivialize it in any way yes and neither do we with the description of adventure and as we said it before many times we do not get to pick our adventure and this one was not light but it is a gift and Russ Van Buren you're giving us the gift of your story that's part of what makes it powerful is because it is so personal Um, and we look forward to having you there Thursday April 27th come here a neighbor's adventure at Jesse Brown's outdoors starting at six o'clock Russ Van Buren thank you so much for your time here on the Carolina Outdoors Absolutely. Thank you, Bill. We're going to take a quick break, come back on the other side, and wrap up this edition. I'm Bill Barty.